0: Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show!
1: Greetings, Minivan Mafia. Kara and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland. We love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and of course, beer.
0: Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We will also discuss a variety of different topics, ranging from
1: parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, pretty much just about anything else that comes to mind at that time.
0: (laughs) Yep. Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about Brickstone, which is from Bourbonnais, Illinois, which is a Mm -hmm. central Illinois brewery. Um, And we're going to start with their APA, uh, which has, as far as I can tell, no other name. It's just called...
1: Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's just their APA. (laughs) <laughs> this is like their first well i'll get into it but yeah this is like their one of their their first really um, mainstream like beers so uh all right well let's pour the apa i'll give you a little background sorry i just smell it about um brickstone so yeah brickstones from Bourbonnais. um for those of you who don't know where that is it's essentially where the chicago bears have their training camp it's the uh, southwest of chicago um So this evolved from essentially a family restaurant that decided to start making beer to a well-known brewery name that it is today. But back in 96, Ted and Helen uh, Giannacopoulos, Greek, started a restaurant called Greenbrier. Um, About a decade later, their children and cousins and family had this crazy idea to start brewing beer under the same roof as the restaurant. Um, So they started really small, um, popularity spread by word of mouth, and they decided to sacrifice a little bit of their restaurant um, to start a small barrel aging program under the name Brickstone Brewery. Um, So they're kind of brewery their family made brewers started gaining popularity they hired a consultant named Jim who wound up moving on to eventually be the head brewer at revolution oh, cool. um, and they even submitted their APA um, in to the World Beer Cup in 2012. Not thinking they were going to win, not thinking they were going to place. Nobody even went to it. It was in San Diego that year. Um, (laughs) Jim called them up and was like, hey, are you guys watching this? And they wound up with a bronze medal. Wow. Um, With a few little tweaks, six months later, they won gold at the Great American Beer Fest for the APA. Wow. So this is like their flagship beer. So So we're having
0: a gold medal winner tonight.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, since then, they've expanded their production. Um, they wound up building a brewing facility across the street from their um, original restaurant. They've got um, a brew pub there that has a evolving list of beers um, and a brew pub. And... Um, they also got a new head brewer this year, I think back in like February, like pre all of this craziness, I <laughs> believe um, he started, but they've got a long list of head brewers that have gone on to other projects like Jim from Revolution, um, Steve Miller, once brewed with Brookstone, he moved on to Hailstorm, um, okay. Matt Offerman, who's the f- brother of one of our favorites, Nick Offerman. Oh,
0: um, uh, oath, right?
1: Uh, he moved to Tribes, and oh. then uh, I'm not sure where he's at now, but he originally moved from directly from Brickstone to Tribes in Mokina. Oh,
0: okay. So, I'm thinking um, of someone
1: else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? I don't know where he's at now. But, and then most recently, um, Loving Good, who left to um, have Justin Lincoln, who's the replacement, went to Barntown Brewing, which I don't know anything about, so I'm going to have to Google them later yeah um but you know they've got a long history they've got some some great brewers they've got some obviously award-winning beers and uh pretty cool place a little bit far from chicago but if you're in central illinois definitely check them out i have personally not been there but if i'm ever in the area i will definitely stop by so yeah, i've not
0: been to brickstone either but i have had a fair amount of their beers unfortunately we're not having it tonight but they make a barrel aged beer called dark secret that's Ooh. really fantastic hmm. i've had uh, a couple of their
1: stouts i had a barrel aged i think it was a cinnamon um maybe last kind of stout season <laughs> but um yeah so i've i've had a i've had a few of those ironically i've never had the second one that we're drinking tonight so that'll oh. be new to me um but yeah all right let's drink their apa yeah Let's do it.
0: Crisp, clean, smells it's great, just right. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. what you what you expect from an APA. It's nice. It really it's is. got a little bit of the bitterness bite, especially on the tail end. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so refreshing. It's so crisp. Um, It's beautiful. It's just a gorgeous golden looking beer. Oh, it Um, is really
1: pretty. And the aroma is great too. I really like the smell of this one. Um, Mm. I'm assuming it's similar to what their original formulation was. I'm not 100% sure. Obviously it's 2020 and they started doing this or or won a gold in 2012. But what they changed from the bronze to the gold medal was their water and then adding citra hops to it. Okay. So um the hop composition um made a big difference. And
0: I it's guess. Super
1: I, clean and crisp.
0: I'm like a big moment. fan of Citra hops though. I really like, you know, IPAs and APAs that use Citra. Um I really like. I they're always I'm always like, "Oh, this is really crisp. This is really refreshing." Um, and then they always tend to have citra in them. It <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> just kind of seems to be a common denominator for that's me. That's your
1: that's your thing. Yeah, I no, <laughs> I also actually really like citra hops, but um, yeah. So their cans are, I mean, they're they're very geometrical. They're all very similar. Yeah, established two thousand and six. So mm-hmm. technically, they started the restaurant in nineteen ninety six and started the brewery in two thousand and six. So. They've been around for a while. I mean, honestly, back in 2006, there weren't that many craft breweries in the Chicagoland area that were yeah, big right? and, you know, name-worthy at the time. So, um, you know, and the, the you can get their beer all over Illinois. I don't think they distribute um, much farther than that right now. Um, okay. But I know I can get this pretty much anywhere or some of their other styles pretty much anywhere 12 ounce cans so a little bit smaller than uh, a lot of the the big pints that people are are giving but it's kind of nice you can get a variety of them and and give a few different ones a try
0: yeah i really like so we've been buying this little variety pack of brickstone for a while now and Mm -hmm. so it always comes with apa it always comes with permanent vacation Mm -hmm. hop skip and then jammed which is is basically just like a fruited like wheat beer mm-hmm. um and uh the jammed are always different like it's a different fruit flavor
1: yeah it's a rotation yeah
0: because i have
1: um a lime actually i'll have to look and see what exactly it is but it's a yeah, lime version
0: mine is black cherry um I see, I think I but i've pepper. had like a mango mm-hmm. and earlier in the summer i think it was like a raspberry or something like that like a, a tart fruit i think um okay. And so it's always different, and it's I really like it because it's a cool variety pack. The other three beers, the, the APA and the IPA and the Double, are all, like, just so easy to drink, and they're great they are. beers for, yeah. like, you're cooking dinner, and you want to just have a little bit of something to drink while you're running around the kitchen, and you want to be refreshed by it. These are all perfect for that, so, like... Mm-hmm. I love that my husband keeps coming home with this variety pack. Which <laughs> variety surprises me because he's not a big IPA APA drinker. Um, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And yet so... He took the hop skip out of there the other day, and I was kind of like, "What are you doing? Hmm. Why are you drinking that?" And I'm, interesting.
1: I'm only <laughs> well, complaining this doesn't seem like you. I mean, I want it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: This is this is great. I really like this one. This is an easy drinking beer. Um, exactly what you would expect from an APA, which is great. And, you know, every beer has its place, I feel like. And this mm-hmm. one, you're right, is just like, a, you know, I'm, I'm cleaning the house. I'm doing dishes. I'm, I'm cooking dinner. You know, it's like a, I'm on the move, but I still want to have a drink. And it's refreshing. And it's just very crisp. This is it. Like yeah. something like this is very much it. And this fits the bill.
0: <laughs> that just reminded me of a very funny story um, okay. <laughs> that I'm definitely going to tell. So um, the other day I was home. My kids were e-learning and I was off the entire day, which doesn't happen very often. My husband and I split most days sure. you Know where I'm home in the morning and I go in in the evening or late afternoon because he gets home a little bit early or vice versa. I'll be in in the morning for a few hours and then I'll come home mm-hmm. and be with the kids the rest of the day and he'll work late. Um, but earlier in the week I was home all day and I wasn't going anywhere. My brother called me and I work with my brother and he called yeah. me and he had a work related question. And so we chatted for a minute or two about that. And then he was like, Hey, I was just curious when you're home and you don't, you're not going to be going into work at all. How early in the day do you start drinking? Yeah, um, it really depends <laughs> on the day. <laughs> I, said to him, I have a very, I have a very precise a answer r- okay, to this question right. because, because months have been going by and I've been in this situation, I've had to come up with, like, a set plan for that sort of thing. Otherwise, it, it's madness. It'll be insanity. Fair, fair. Uh, So the answer is, I'm, I force myself to drink two full glasses of water before I am allowed to have beer. Okay, and I have to Fair. eat something. Remodible. So, <laughs> Yeah, but that could for me, that could be like eight AM. Like well, Then you you're good, man.
1: <laughs> then I'm <laughs> then good. good. Yeah. Well. I've it's, got my that's... water. I have my I have my Yeti sitting yeah. next to my bed, and that's a, you know, a substantial amount of water yeah, and my whole children Yeti
0: is per that would be right? two. Lessons.
1: Of yeah, sure. I, I've got a Yeti, sure. and then I make breakfast, and then I can drink. And then I like you're this to go, man. All right. That's I'm, I'm going to use this me. next.
0: That's my rule. So it's two like glasses it. of water, and you have to have eaten something, and then you have permission to drink. <laughs> I like it, I
1: like it. You know, and I, so you guys, you and your husband have like a totally crazy schedule because you split time and you're, right. you know, he's in retail and you go in pretty much whenever you can get your work done. I yeah. have to pretty much work from like seven to four. Right. Um. So Monday through Thursday I work. So Fridays I'm off. But I'm e-learning with the children, which really makes me want to drink far more than work does. So I definitely contemplate every morning, like every around breakfast time, I contemplate, when is too early to drink? Yeah. And I've decided also that if I have breakfast... You know, sometimes sometimes a mimosa goes good with that. Sometimes sure. a fruited, you know, beer goes good with that. So I definitely have uh, have partaken in, in early, but I again, really, I have my water. Yeah, can't I have my breakfast.
0: That. Well, so. and I have the keyser now, and both mm-hmm. the beers and the keiser, based on whatever I might be having for breakfast, complement those uh-huh. breakfast foods quite well. True. I have true. something that's great with like a sweeter yeah. breakfast food, mm-hmm. like a waffle or a pancake I could totally or something see like that. that. And then I have something that's really good with, like, a savory, like, yeah. bacon and eggs bacon and eggs breakfast. See, you're set. You're good. I know. That was yeah. all part of the plan.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Good plan. Anyways, good questions. I like it. Um, yeah. All right. So, so I'm going to continue drinking this. All right. So, we're also going to talk about a parenting topic tonight, which yes. Um, we're going to talk about how do we foster self-esteem, which you know, is a parenting topic, but really also is a person topic. Like yeah. everyone, I think, has issues with different things in terms of, of that. You know, when I was a kid, I hated public speaking. I hated talking yeah. in front of people. Like mm-hmm. I had this huge fear of saying the wrong thing or having people listen to me. Um And now I think I've gotten older and I just don't care as much is, yeah. is really the thing. It's not even that I'm not afraid anymore. It's just that I don't really care what people think, like like mm-hmm. me don't like me whatever. Um but you know, everyone I think at some point struggles with different things with self-esteem and my children are opposite ends of the spectrum with what they struggle with. Yeah. So it's it's definitely an individual thing. It's, it's interesting. So um yeah. Uh, do you have any stories you want to jump into? Yeah. Or?
0: Well, yeah, you know, I mean, as always, I always start with how I grew up, my experiences growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought a lot about this. And as a as a child and even as a teenager and a young adult, I always felt like I had pretty good self-esteem. I always felt like I had some good. decent self-confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my parents are very loving, encouraging people. Um I never really doubted my self-worth. I never really, um, you know, I, I feel like I always felt pretty good about myself. I don't think I have an over-had, have, an over-inflated <laughs> ego. I don't think yeah. that I'm overconfident, per sure. se. But, um, I, you know, I think that because my parents were always so encouraging that there were very few times where I felt like I wasn't good enough or, you know, I wasn't one of those girls who didn't think I was you know who thought I was ugly or fat or or sure. something was wrong with me physically um and yeah. not to claim to you know be in love with myself because certainly not everybody yeah, nobody is but to, you know, not, not be old. <laughs> but, I know,
1: uh... I'm old I crack when I walk up the stairs but oh I mean that's goodness, just because I'm old so right?
0: but, um <laughs> but I You know, in general, and you would think as like a teenage girl that would be prime time to just feel downright terrible about yourself. And I had friends in high school Mm -hmm. who didn't feel good about themselves. There were times where they would say something negative about themselves, and I would I would almost not really know what to say because I was just like, have
1: that same feeling, yeah,
0: yeah. They oh, I'm so fat, and I would just be like, I you seem fine, fine. (laughs) yeah.
1: You know, know, I, I just
0: yeah that's you know.
1: interesting um i don't think that i had i feel like i've felt worse about myself and not that i feel bad but as i've gotten older and probably post kids
0: oh yeah i think so, having children definitely in, like uh,
1: yeah in high school like i felt fine like I was, your brain I was good and... like i didn't feel bad like i had some horrible haircuts looking back but i thought i was fine like there you know i was i i had self-esteem i i wasn't you know, everybody has their little, like, hang-ups, but I wasn't definitely not overly concerned about how I Mm -hmm. looked or how smart I was or how, like, I think I was in touch with what I was good at and what I wasn't good at. Like, I knew where my strengths were, but I also knew, like, all right, I'm not good at this. And my husband always says, like, I don't like to do things I'm not good at, which is totally true. Um, But I think that's true of everybody. Yeah, like, nobody really likes to do something they're not good at, but I didn't have this overwhelming, like, You know, like, it's not crippling to me if I'm doing something that I'm not good at. I don't love it, but I'm okay. But definitely post-kids, I feel like my self-esteem has been way less than it was growing up. Like, teenage girl compared to, like, 38-year-old mom? Like, this is way worse.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think that our confidence in ourselves that we feel like we're doing everything capably is just, like, I think that the standards that we've set for ourselves are just Mm. so high that, you never uh, you feel like you're never failing. actually
1: achieved like,
0: like everything is just like there's so many things you could be doing in your mind that you're mm-hmm. not doing i mean man my yep. kids spend way too much time on their tablets right yeah. and i could sit here and i could feel terrible about that all the time and how i could be doing all of these amazing constructive oh, things with them but Sometimes I, I have to respond my to a work email. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes yeah. I have to lay down. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, no fair. Yeah, that's fair. I think that it does right now have a lot to do with the expectations we set for ourselves. Yes. Yes. Um Yeah. So that's, you know, and maybe that's a good lesson to, or a thing to be cognizant of and lesson to kind of instill in in our children, too, is that we we shouldn't have too high of expectations of ourselves. We shouldn't have too low of expectations for ourselves either, but we should have reasonable expectations of ourselves.
0: Well, and hopefully (laughs) this podcast is helping some parents. I know it helps me kind of evaluate what your expectations are and not try to seem like... Like you're failing or you're doing too much, yeah. you know, like hopefully yeah. listening to somebody else talk about reasonable expectations <laughs> is helping, it's Someone helping me, like, like I said. Yes,
1: This is, I'm, I'm on par with other parents in the same situation. So yeah. that's, that's totally reasonable. So
0: before we move on and talk about our kids, I just mm-hmm. wanted to say that, you know, like I said, my parents are very encouraging and very loving and I never really lacked for self-confidence. But I will say that if I had to bring a negative, if I had to bring up a negative for, for my confidence level, I would say that you, you hit on it a little bit that like, you don't like things that you're not very good at, that you don't have a lot of confidence in the things that you're not very good at, which seems like a very natural thing to say. But I would add to that, that when I was in high school, and you were around for this, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was on the basketball team and I played Mm -hmm. softball. We both played on the softball team freshman year. And, um... I never played I just sat on the bench I mean I wasn't Mm. I didn't play actively like in games and and it was kind of miserable like Mm. it kind of sucked to just like sit there and practice till six o'clock every day for hours so much time and and basketball (laughs) was like every weekend too I mean it was every waking moment of my life I was like playing Mm. this sport and now as an adult looking back I think that there was, some, there was some talent issues. I maybe didn't have the, skill, you know, the same skill sure. level as some of the other people on the team. Mm-hmm. And there was a little bit of like, you know, just like coaches had some favoritism. Yeah, I don't it really happens. That, but, like, yeah. Um, but there were some things going on. And a part of me sort of wishes that someone, and maybe it would have been my parents, mm-hmm. would have been like, you know, you're not really playing very much. If you're not having fun... This isn't to worth let it. this thing go, like, yeah. like you don't have to do this. You don't have to feel like a quitter, you know. And eventually, I stopped playing basketball. I mean, yeah, I played my freshman own. and yeah. sophomore year, and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. This is exhausting. Like, mm-hmm. um, and softball too. I mean, I didn't even try out. Yeah. Year. I wound I up, I, I
1: had a very similar experience because I was on the swim team and I was horrible. Like, I was <laughs> not good. Like, it was a great workout. I was in the best shape of my life. Oh, we sure. swam and lifted weights and, like, spent so much time, but I was bad. Like, there was no point in me being on that team. And looking yeah. back, like, again, it, it was great exercise, but it wasn't worth the time and energy that I put into it to to just not be good like I just didn't have the talents and I recognize that like right um so yeah I wound up not doing sports for the whole yeah all, I didn't do sports all four years
0: <laughs> but I think that's like a really good example of like realizing your strengths yeah. at a somewhat younger age which is good yeah. and so like for me as a parent because I had that experience now that my children are starting to really kind of develop and starting to have things mm-hmm. that their strengths and weaknesses, yeah, um, that I'm starting to see, especially my nine year old, because he's, you know, he's getting older. He's yeah. not a little kid. Mm-hmm. He's starting to get closer to being a teenager than a small child. So, and like have
1: more like, yeah, be more active. Yeah, in, so like, I can tell sports, you know. Sports, different I've things.
0: Watched yeah. him play soccer and basketball, and I've watched him do more individual sports like he does karate and I can tell, you know, where does he, where does he Excel and where does he struggle with those things? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that the lesson that I've learned from myself, and even from him getting a little bit older is that I think the best thing that we can do is try to focus on encouraging them to develop those strengths, not yeah. necessarily like abandon the weaknesses. Cause mm-hmm. Especially if we're talking about academics, it's not like you want to be like, "Oh, he's really good at math." We'll just ignore we'll just ignore writing. reading,
1: yeah, reading, like, writing, spelling. We're not yeah, worried about those. Do yeah. that,
0: but but I think that in in some ways, I think promoting and and encouraging, you know, like my nine year old is not super athletic. He's mm-hmm. extremely flexible, and he's really good at karate. Like that mm-hmm. is perfect for him, but like yeah. soccer and basketball, really fast, really like. Um, a uh, coordinated sports Yeah, weren't He's his thing. Just a little slow on the uptake sometimes. And maybe he'll get there. Yeah. He enjoys it and that's great. Um but like when it comes down to encouraging him, like he was talking about wanting to be a football player when he <laughs> grows up. And I was kind of like, yeah.
1: That's the thing like I want to say and like a lot of parents like you can do anything you put your mind to. And I'm kind of like I don't really want to say that to my kids because that's not true. Like right. it's you can definitely you know try everything that you want to do but recognize that your dream job might not be attainable. Um it, it, so like it's such a hard like line because like my twin girl like if you ask her what she wants to be when she grows up it's been a v- bunch of different things, but she wants to be a monster truck driver. She wants to be what I do just because it's what I do, which isn't exciting. How do you I work get her in corporate to do that? finance? My kids
0: like, I <laughs> own a business and neither of they're just both like, ugh. And I'm just like, you guys. Somebody I mean, needs come to Come on, take somebody's over. gonna take
1: this over. But then the thing that she really wants to do is she wants to build robots for NASA. Ooh. And she's six. And so like That's she's really like, I cool. don't originally she wanted to be an astronaut, and she's like, I don't really want to do that, but I wanna build the robots that go on the space shuttles that go into space. So she's like very specific about what she wants to do.
0: I and gotta I'm like, tell you, though, <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. Your daughter has like <laughs> the most interesting like thought processes of anybody she she totally does which she's got self-confidence
1: in some things but she has struggled in school not with math she's really good at math but with reading so like that type of stuff um and her her confidence her self-esteem and confidence has a huge effect on her day to day in school, mm-hmm. even if she gets like one question right, and in kindergarten I had to talk with her teacher, and she was like, "That's great, good job," blah blah. She would want to try so much harder mm-hmm. if she did like one thing right. But if she was quiet and didn't do it well, and nobody said anything, she just kind of shuts down. Like, yeah. but that's on the things she doesn't do well piece. Like, so her weaknesses she can overcome them but she needs a little bit of help and kind of just that positive reassurance when she does well and it's amazing how much that helps build her confidence yeah now she sings all the words wrong to all the songs she hears on the radio but she sings them at like the highest decibel possible (laughs) and has the most confidence of anyone in the world and i tell her the right words and she's like but mommy i just i just sing them how i hear them and i was like you know what fine like i'm not even gonna right? so there's some things that she's got more confidence than anybody and then there's other things that she's just very sheepish in you know not having it so it's interesting versus my boy twin is ridiculously smart in all aspects of academics but when he was trying to do like ninja class so mm. kind of individualized he hated it like he literally yeah. would come home crying like, he hated it. So we didn't make him stick with it because I'm, like, he, he was, like, five at the time. I'm, like, I'm not going to make you cry going to ninja class at five because you hate it this much.
0: Right. But he
1: has since started lacrosse. Okay. And he loves it. Like, he's decent at it. He's – this is his second um, winter camp with a team, and he practices. He's decent. He's not the best kid on the team. He's not the worst. But he actually really likes it. So it's a huge difference. Like you were saying with your nine-year-old, like karate is great for him, but maybe an organized sport isn't. My twin boy is the opposite. Like he is not good at the, like he did like Taekwondo when he was in, you know, um, when he was four, I think four and a half. And he liked it enough but not enough to continue mm-hmm. um but lacrosse is his thing so he really enjoys it so we're gonna right. let him stick with that and i'm not gonna have my five-year-old stick with something just to stick with it that he hates that he's also not particularly
0: Absolutely. great at we did so. that with the whole t-ball drama like we had mm-hmm. the nine-year-old do t-ball back in like just like drill stuff not like a team um, or sort of like
1: a camp type thing, like a yeah,
0: yeah basically yeah. at the park district and yeah. like it was a battle. It was just battle every week to get him to go to this thing. And, like, I just... He wasn't into it. it. He wasn't into it. And, like, I was just like, I can't... I'm not gonna force you to do this. You don't want to do it. I don't want you to do it. Baseball is boring. Uh, Well, and it's a commitment. Like,
1: at this age, I guess if they were older, I think I would make them stick it out a little bit longer. If it's something they had already done and knew what it was. But like at this age, I feel like when we're signing them up for things, it's their first experience. And if their first experience isn't positive, right. then it was a learning experience. Yeah. And it's something that, okay, we tried it. We're going to try a bunch of different things. And I want you to go. The, the one thing we did say is like, I want you to go more than once. Right. Like That's you can't fair. just base your entire opinion off of one class. You right. need to go at least a couple of times but I'm not going to make you go to the whole session if you've gone two or three times and you still just don't like it and aren't good at it. And it's not, I don't, I'm not going to let you quit just because you're not good at it. But if you're also not having fun, especially again, at this age, like Mm -hmm. it's really not worth it. It's not worth it. Then what's the point? Like, why am I forcing you to do this? It's not helping your self-esteem. It's not really helping anything other than, oh, I'm not wasting money. But again, you know, it's the first time you're trying it. I, i'm i'm gonna give you some leeway now if you've been doing it for three seasons and all of a sudden you're like i don't want to do this anymore right. i'm gonna need a better explanation of why you don't want to do this anymore does it conflict with something else that you want to do more right. is it like you don't want to waste your video game time on a saturday morning <laughs> like you know like then there's some ulterior motives but right um, well, that's
0: very reasonable my Six-year-old, when you were talking about your twin girl, it was like you were talking about my six-year-old. It is like the same deal with him. Like, he needs that extra push Mm -hmm. to get the confidence in some areas. His reading is his weak point right now when it comes to academics. Mm -hmm. And um, even when he was really little, like when he was learning how to talk, Mm -hmm. I could tell that he was holding back because he was afraid that he Mm -hmm. would mess it up even yeah. as like a 2 year old right. i could tell them he to was say words. like yeah. he was like just quiet instead mm-hmm. of like trying and screwing up words he would say nothing and i was it's been like that for him forever when it comes to reading you know we'll be sitting there and we'll be like watching a show and they'll show us a, sh- a sign on the mm-hmm. screen or something and i'll be like hey what's the sign say and there's at least three words on it he knows. They're sight sure. words, real simple yep. things like yep. the or a or I yep. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and like, yeah. he'll just be like, I don't know. And I'm yes. like, come on, why don't we try it? And I yeah, will like pause try. it and we'll mm-hmm. like sit there for a second. And um, he just like, you can tell it's not that he doesn't know, it's mm-hmm. that he's not 100% sure. So yep. he doesn't want to guess and be wrong.
1: Yep, no, and that's totally my daughter. Yeah, Same I got thing. that
0: totally from yeah. you when you were telling that story. I was like, that is exactly, my six-year-old is exactly mm-hmm. like that. And it's just, I, for him, we have to just be like, hey, you are where you need to be as a six-year-old. Like, mm-hmm. if, if we put things into perspective for him, he does better. We were talking yeah. about it this evening. I told him that we were going to talk about this in the podcast, I kind of always bring up the topic to my kids before we meet up, just yeah. to kind of see what they say about it. Sure, and it's like, always
1: interesting. Sometimes, yeah. Perspective, yeah.
0: And like, they didn't have any like real gems. Like they occasionally say sometimes something do. that just like <laughs> baffles me. um What they're, you know, I'll be like, oh, what's your favorite? You know, like sure. breakfast food, and they'll name something, and I'm just like, what? Really? You never yeah. eat that? Like that's <laughs> not your favorite. That's crazy. <laughs> But uh, breakfast food, yeah. We brought it Always up again. Always breakfast food. Always
1: back. <laughs> yeah. Bingo card.
0: Yep. <laughs> but anyway, um, but he was just sort of like, he kind of just said that. He was just sort of like, yeah, sometimes, like, I'm afraid to do things if I don't like them. Like, I don't want to do something if I don't like to do it. And I'm like, well, a lot of people feel like if they don't like something, it's probably because they're not that good at it. And... It's hard to get out of that cycle of like if you don't like something, it might be because you're not good at it, and you might not be good at it because you don't like it,
1: and then it just yeah, it's a vicious control. cycle, really. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, he no, just makes needs a push. Your daughter just needs a push. I love that she wants to work for NASA. I <laughs> proposed to my six-year-old that he become an astronaut because he is very physically gifted. He's super athletic. Like. Mm-hmm. The things that he has achieved as a six-year-old are things that I would have never been able to accomplish in my <laughs> wildest dreams. Like mm-hmm. he's very fast. He yeah. keeps up with my 15-year-old niece on the soccer Jeez. field. Um and he's never yeah. even really played soccer. Yeah, he just um, likes to
1: run. <laughs> he's just
0: very gifted athletically. Yeah. And um, but he's also very smart. He's got a great math base. He's really mm-hmm. gets very analytical and i'm like oh yeah you'd make a great astronaut and he's mm-hmm. just like no. nah he doesn't want to be an astronaut i don't know what he wants to do he keeps yeah. changing he wants to be like a like a ninja you know like not oh a real makes sense yeah, well
1: my son wants to be a monster truck driver he usually says i'm not sure today what he wants to be um but yeah, no, my daughter has always been somewhat not, I wouldn't say grounded because, you know, an astronaut isn't, you know, right. but not like a lot of kids are like, I want to be a baseball player. I want to be a monster truck driver. I want to be these like they incredibly far things. Yeah. But she always was like, at first she's like, I want to be an astronaut. And then she thought it through a little bit and she goes, I don't want to go into space. Actually, because my father had them watching... So, when SpaceX launched one of their, um, you know, had one of their launches, they were also showing, like, previous space shuttle launches. And the Challenger one yeah, was on the I screen. Yeah, I knew
0: you were going to say and that. And so,
1: my daughter's like, I don't want to blow up in a space shuttle. Mm, so, I think that bad. kind of traumatized her because she's six. Yeah. And that's what she's seeing yeah, on the screen, bad. which I get. But so, then she's like, but I still want to work for them, but I want to build the robots that, that go there. That sounds good. There. And I was like... That's great. Go be an engineer. Go, you know, yeah. go into math, go into engineering, go do that and robotics and see see what you want. We had a hell of a time getting her to make a Christmas list this year, which is crazy for a six year old. I'm yeah, like, right? Do you want a Barbie dream house? Do you want this? No. And like I didn't understand why she didn't want it. And then one day she's like, Well, mom, it's just not exciting. What do you what? do? You just have a house. You can just eat and sleep. She's like, get what? me a, get me the Barbie camper, and I can pretend that we're going on a safari in the jungle. I can pretend we're going here. Oh. I can pretend we're doing here. But a house is boring. And I was like, what little six-year-old doesn't want a Barbie dream house? Like... Mine. Apparently. apparently. Mine does, like she doesn't want a Barbie dream house. She wants, she's like, you can get me the camper and I'll go in the backyard and pretend that we're on this adventure. And she's like, nice. and I want science kits. And I was oh. like, okay, you want a Barbie camper and you want science experiments. Sure. Like what am I, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, no. Right. So, yeah. but it took us forever. It's like pulling teeth because I couldn't understand why Like, I kept being like, because she plays with Barbie, she plays with dolls, and I'm like, I don't get why you don't want these big things that most girls your age would be like, yeah, that's great. She's like, no. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, no, I don't want it. I'm like, (laughs) it took forever for me to figure out. It's boring. Like okay, All right. <laughs> now it's I get it. Funny. At least it's boring. <laughs> My kids are unique. They're definitely,
0: I love that.
1: Their own personalities, which is awesome. Um, and again, the things that they're confident about they're they are like, they, they're confident. They, they're not going to get, you know, they're not going to be discouraged, but then there's some things, like I said, like that, they just need that extra push. Yeah. And I think at least we've identified how we can help them.
0: Um, yeah.
1: But sometimes it's a struggle to understand with your kids what works and, like, what, you know, really what things motivate them and how right. to help them. I think that was part of the struggle of, you know, helping her with school even mm-hmm. is, like, how do, I, how do I help you gain that confidence? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think the thing I'm most scared of in the future is that when the day finally comes where, like, maybe they do finally find the thing that they used to really enjoy, but they discover they're not that good at it. Like, like I did with basketball and softball. Like I did enjoy those things. I played basketball and softball for years. um, Yeah. And it's because I enjoyed it. But um, you know, like the feeling I have now about those activities where I, it's almost like I'm mourning the loss of them because Mm -hmm. I'm sad that, you know, in the end, it was, it was just, you know, a balance between my happiness and my skill level, um, kind of contributing to me not continuing. And I worry about, you know, what happens when my nine-year-old wants to be, you know, tries out for the basketball team, and he doesn't make it, Yeah. you know, and I mean, and I, I'm not there yet. And I, I don't know what is going to happen when that day comes where they get a really big hit to the self-confidence yeah,
1: disappointment. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, that's...
0: we had a little of that with the school play. My, I think I told you about it a little bit, yeah. but my nine year old has been part of the school drama club or theater club since he was a kindergartner. He auditioned for the school play as a kindergartner and he got a speaking part, which was like Huge. insane. Yeah. We're just like so excited and then the following year rolled around and he was in, like, the, like, the choir or the chorus or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the following year rolled around and the same thing happened, third grade, mm-hmm. um, and, which was last year. And right. we were kind of crushed about it because we were told by the teachers running the program that they gave all the, like, speaking parts to upperclassmen, which didn't really jive with him getting one in kindergarten But they also did, like, really mini... They did, like, little short plays that year. So they had a lot of speaking parts. So, like, we kind of thought that was, like, an oddball thing. Um, But his, like, really good friend, who was also a third grader, got the lead. Oh, wow. Um, And then they sent everybody home from school, and we didn't go back. And that was easily the biggest silver lining to being sent home from school. Because I was so hurt for him Mm -hmm. that he didn't get a speaking part in this play and that he you know he was crushed and his heart was broken and we we were like just don't do it like you're not going to be happy just don't participate if you're not going to be happy and it was the first occasion that I had where where I mentioned that just like I I said earlier where I maybe think that it would have been I would have liked it if my parents had been like you know what don't keep doing basketball if you're unhappy. I mean, two years of sitting on the bench in high school, yeah, spending six days yeah. a week playing three hours a day, like, that sucks, man. What yeah. a waste of life. Like, yeah, true. you know, the things yeah, that it, I missed, you know. It's
1: definitely interesting. You know, like, we push our kids to be, try and to try out for things and to be, you know, try and improve, try and work at things so you can get better. But also, there comes a point where you're not going to be a professional basketball player. Like, this right. is not going to no. be – and likely, you're also not going to get a scholarship. You're not that – good. most people right. are not in that yeah. boat. So, if you are enjoying it, great. But if you're not – you can also pick up a game at, the, you know, the park, or you can yeah. get friends together and still play. My husband hasn't done it in years, but even as an adult, he would uh, play on an adult, like, hockey league. And right. they weren't any good, but they just wanted to play. And, you know, like, so, you know, there's other opportunities to enjoy something like that but not take away from other things if you're not enjoying it. Now, like my brother played travel baseball up until like forever. um, And I think he truly enjoyed it. So Mm -hmm. he was good at it, but I think he also liked it. He liked the camaraderie and he liked doing it. And so that's a different story. Like, you know, again, it's a case by case basis. If, but in your case, you're not playing, you're not that good. Right. You're wasting your time and it's kind of like you almost feel an obligation to stick with it, but for what?
0: Like, exactly. To what
1: To what end? Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, I think looking back, I can understand the desire to stick with it, per se. But right. now that I'm older, it's like, eh, someone older or someone wiser maybe should have helped me with that decision, you know, because as a exactly. high schooler you haven't had the life experience yet to realize what really is more important here,
0: you know? Well, sure. I mean, like as a high schooler, you think quitting the softball team mm-hmm. is like the equivalent of like, you're you ending know, a just like, the greatest, yeah, like, like yeah. the greatest. Yeah. It's like the greatest disappointment. Like you failed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And as an adult, when you look back on that, you're kind of like, you know what? In high school you should really just do what makes you happy. Yeah. Like, that should be what matters. I mean, obviously, you want to be successful. You want to study. You want to, you want to do well. You know, if sure. you want to go to college, you want to prepare yourself for that. If you want to get into the working world, you want to prepare yourself for that. Like, sure. whatever your, whatever the goal is with high school, obviously, that's important. But, like, if the goal isn't play professional baseball right. <laughs> and you're not in line. a position yeah. where that's what's going to happen in your life... Yeah. um. Then you got to look at baseball and be like, man, you know, do I like it? Am I good at it? Do those things balance out? Like, am I happy? Because like, if you're not, it's
1: worth my time, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, or do you do you get a great connection to somebody else? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I was in band in high school, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not super. T- I wasn't super talented. <laughs> I was good. I was very good when I practiced. Mm-hmm. I was talented when I practiced if you would call that talent but like but um but i didn't have a lot of natural talent um and i was terrible at marching and playing at the same time by the way uh which occasionally someone would point out and i would just be like yeah yeah i know know. i'm sorry but uh (laughs) It wasn't all the time that I was bad at it, but every once in a while I would get out of step, and I would just be like, "I can't, my brain, I just can't wrap my brain around this yeah, rhythm that we're playing and stepping <laughs> on the right point." And anyway, though, but but I had friends in band, and I had connections in band, and I enjoyed music. I like music, yeah. so like those things were strong enough, were dry, enough of a driving force for me to stay in band, even though I wasn't the best it. at it yeah, but and it fine. took work you know
1: at least but you enjoyed it it was mm-hmm. time well spent because you enjoyed the experience absolutely and so that's different than not enjoying it and also not being great at something else um right all right well while we 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 move on to permanent vacation it makes me think of retirement i feel like
0: my dad it's perma- is that this. what permanent vacation means i don't you know think?
1: that's what comes to mind for me but i was just
0: Man, that's good. That's really, maybe I'm in a deep, dark place, but all I could think was death. I was just oh. like, well, that's death.
1: Yeah, no, I thought retirement, girl.
0: Jeez, we I'm sorry, in a, guys. In a dark
1: place. Dark. Have a no, Have I'm great.
0: Beer. I don't know why yeah. I even said that.
1: <laughs> no, this makes me think retirement. Let's think happy thoughts uh, permanent vacation. I want to be on vacation, I want to be oh, alive geez. and well and not working. Also, though, I don't want to be e-learning, so can my kids be a little bit older and not have to do any of those things?
0: That's Oh, what man. Yeah. <laughs> that would my, make me happy. Right? My brother's kids have been going uh, to school this entire time, and they've nice. just started e-learning this last week. Oh. And my nephew, uh, who's 12, was just like, I was like, how's e-learning? And he was like, it's the worst. And I was like, yeah, welcome yep. to the party, man. We've been doing this for three months.
1: Right. My kids... <laughs> actually have been hybrid so they've been two days a week up until this past week and they are now remote this previous week and the week after thanksgiving okay um all goes well they go back to partial school in person december 7th
0: Oh wow! But
1: who knows? I have I have no idea what's going to happen. So we're just we're just yeah we're drinking and we're taking it one day at a time. Yeah, at this two
0: point. glasses of water, man, and then yep, you can have a drink. All right, the okay.
1: Permanent vacation. Citra IPA.
0: Another uh, citrus
1: beer. Let's give this a shot. Mm. It smells citrus. Smells like. Yeah, I was oh. going to
0: say it smells like citrus. <laughs>
1: Yes, the Citra IPA smells like citrus, grapefruit
0: mm. maybe. It has a bit of a citrus, like a grapefruit. Um, yeah,
1: grapefruit is what I think I'm, I'm getting a little bit. Um, yeah, from this, but I actually like grapefruit, so that's okay.
0: Me too. There I is love a little grapefruit.
1: bit of a tartness. I feel like to it.
0: So. Yeah. This is great. Again, I mean. Yeah, beautiful looking beer drinks. really crisp really delicious ipa just like just right just hits the spot um it's just man i love this variety bit, pack
1: I, yeah i really like this this is one i've never had <laughs> i've never had permanent vacation so okay this is new to me um i do like ipas i feel like it's just the right amount of of citrus taste to it. It's right. not overpowering. It gives it a little bit of that tartness which is a great combination with the hops. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoy it. I'm really liking this. So.
0: Yeah this is really good. Really smooth. A really smooth IPA too. It doesn't have that bite. Sometimes you get that tingle in your nose when something's yeah. just a bit shocking. Mm -hmm. um and this isn't like that at all it's just a very nice balanced mellow flavor
1: and at Um, the end it's very smooth whereas some ipas especially that have more of a grapefruit taste to them kind of have a lingering aftertaste to it and i feel like this is very smooth at the end
0: i agree i think that's true too i you're right though there are ipas where they have good flavor and they're nice uh you know nice smell and everything and then you get to the aftertaste you're sitting around you've had the last sip and it's like a grassy like yeah. flavor mm-hmm. that kind of hits you wrong you know like you breathed in like the air freshener you know yeah, like fair
1: fair yeah it's sometimes you 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 finish those beers too quickly because you don't like the aftertaste so you yeah want so you keep to drinking ta- yes and not that that's a bad thing for well. the, the brand but you know then at the end you're kind of like it's, you want to drink something else to cover it up this one at the end is a very smooth end to it whereas yeah. you're not looking for that next sip um obviously it's it's good but it's an overall good experience not just that taste to it
0: see now when you said it's got a very smooth end to it now that made me think about retirement <laughs> that See? feels like retirement to me. There you so go. Maybe coming around on this you know right. maybe it is a permanent full vacation. circle
1: see i like it yeah. retirement maybe i'm just dreaming about retirement which is a oh long, man long, long way <laughs> did
0: over. you hear earlier where i said i can't get either of my kids to take over yeah, when... you're never retired. so i will retire when they close the casket that's yeah, pretty much the pretty game much. plan. Yep. Yeah, no, no, no.
1: <laughs> Permanent vacation. Think of it positively. Drink this and drink
0: to retirement. So um, I think that's, uh, that's a I wrap. I right we've uh, done all the damage we can do for self-confidence, right? I mean, uh, yeah. right? I think so, so. Hey, you guys. Thanks for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Uh, You know, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. And have a good week, and cheers to you all. Yep. Good night, everybody. Good night.